Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to an on-the-road edition of the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. I am out for my daily walks at the moment and using this time to record a podcast episode because... I, uh, I'm struggling to get them done at home, so I thought I'd <laughs> compromise and use the uh, use the time that I have pounding the pavements to record some uh, some language learning goodness for you, with the occasional bit of background noise as well, the occasional articulated lorry going past, but also some birds, the various animals making various noises, which might even be welcome if you're stuck at home right now. Anyway, we've got a fantastic question today, all about what happens when you start spinning the wheels with your speaking practice a little bit and you, you, you feel like you're not getting much out of it. Uh, that's coming up very soon. For that though, I'd like to thank the wonderful sponsors of the show. And as, you know, as great as italki are, you know, if you have the same tutor for a while, you can end up in a situation where you, kind of, you feel that you're not really progressing in the same way that you used to. And if that is the case, but hopefully this episode is going to be very useful for you because you're going to get to extend the lifetime of your relationship with your speaking tutor. If you'd like to get a free lesson with a, a tutor on italki in the language of your choice, then you can go to iwillteachyoualanguage.com forward slash free lesson. That's iwillteachyoualanguage.com forward slash free lesson. All right then, let's crack on with the show. Hey Ollie, my name is Jonathan. I'm from Canada. I've been following your show for a while now, and I have a question regarding speaking practice. I'm wondering um, if there's a point where speaking practice begins to show some diminishing returns, and you're better suited to focus more on input for an extended period of time, and or if you're going to continue with speaking practice, maybe you're using specific grammar points during that practice, specific vocabulary during that practice, or maybe po- uh, maybe focusing on your pronunciation during that practice. Uh, as a way to sort of bridge the gap between intermediate and um, upper intermediate. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts are, whether or not speaking practice does have diminishing returns and any way that you can sort of get past that. Jonathan, thank you very much for your question. And uh, yes, the answer is there are absolutely diminishing returns when it comes to speaking. Uh, It's a great observation and something that's really important to uh, to figure out actually because otherwise you can really find yourself on a bit of a hamster wheel a hamster wheel of just kind of speaking and spinning the wheels with with your with your speaking partner or your or your your tutor or whatever it may be kind of having conversations without actually learning anything new and i've had this happen to me a number of times uh, i've also noticed that students of mine fall into this situation so let's talk about why it happens and I'll give you some tips for getting out of it. So first of all, uh, the, at the early stages of learning a language, the big thing that most people get wrong is that they never actually speak at all. Right? So they, they'll say to themselves, I'll just start speaking when I'm ready. And of course, that day often never comes. So first point, Jonathan, is well done for actually getting to the point where you're, you know, even to be at the point where you're wondering if there are diminishing returns is, is a great achievement. And um, so, that's uh, you know you're doing well on that front. 
So then, uh, you know, if you if you do well and you start speaking, then what happens is that usually you're super excited for the first few months of speaking, as you realise that you can actually communicate in the language. You start to get comfortable with various words and phrases, communication styles in the language, and then, uh, you know, after a while, you just kind of get very comfortable talking to your tutor. Now. Uh, you keep doing that for a while and then what happens is exactly as you said Jonathan you kind of just start to feel well I'm not actually learning anything these conversations are all very nice and I'm happy to be able to do it but I just don't really feel like I'm learning much new stuff and this happens because you're basically going over the same stuff over and over again you're using your kind of limited repertoire of words and phrases you're using the, the, the grammar, that, the same old grammar that you know to express pretty much everything. And also your tutor is very familiar with what you do and do not know what topics you're likely to understand and likely to not understand. And so you kind of, you kind of end up accommodating each other in the conversation. So how do you get out of this? There are, I think, two different ways of, of looking at it. First of all, there is what you suggested, Jonathan, which is, which is input. So in order to learn a lot of, in order to keep advancing, you have to get lots of input. You have to be reading, you have to be listening to new and challenging stuff, which will expose you to stuff that you don't already know. And you won't be able to get that with your speaking tutor. You've got to get that by yourself through, uh, through reading and listening to various different things. Uh, I have programs such as Grammar Hero, which are designed to do exactly that, you know, they kind of take difficult language points, difficult grammar points, and then give you interesting content to practice those grammar points with. Uh, the reason that that kind of stuff might be useful is if you're not quite ready for native speaker content yet, because it's too hard, then, you know, then the materials such as the sort of stuff that, that I make can be handy for that. But the, but the basic principle is that you need to be reading and listening as much as possible. Uh, ideally to native speaker content, but if that's too hard for you, then to stuff that's, that's designed for lower levels. If you do this, then what's gonna happen is that you, uh, you know, you'll just get, you'll learn new words. You'll become more familiar with new grammar, etc., etc., and then gradually that will filter through into your speaking. It doesn't mean you have to stop speaking or stop these sessions with your speaking partner just means that you can't really rely on them for your progress so you know it's kind of up to you whether you whether you carry it on or not now the second option is to actually change the way that you're doing stuff with your tutor and um, this to a certain extent depends on how willing your tutor is to play along sometimes they are sometimes they're not you might have to train them to a certain extent now in my uh, Polyglot Playbook course, which is a, it's a program I put together where I basically kind of teach my favorite um, language learning techniques for getting to reaching the higher levels of, of, uh, of languages. I actually spend quite a lot of time on this particular topic because this is one of the problems that comes up a lot. So when people say, well, I, I'm speaking great, but I'm just sort of stuck. Diminishing returns, as you, as you put it, Jonathan. And there was actually one lesson in, the Polyglot Playbook, I forget which one it is, when I walk through five tactics, activity types, if you like, to use with your tutor to sort of drag you kicking and screaming out of your comfort zone and to really push you 
into uh, learning new things, discovering your weaknesses, uh, you know, pushing you outside your comfort zone. Now, I'm not sure if I'm going to remember all of these five things, but I'll do my best to, to walk through some of them now so that you can kind of start and start to use them right away. The first thing is an activity where you literally describe a picture. So you can get your tutor to bring along a, a, a picture, a photo of anything you like. It could be from Google, it could be from an IKEA catalog, it really doesn't matter. And then your challenge is to actually describe what's in the picture. Sounds simple, right? Except that it's actually really hard. Because when you describe pictures, you've got to be very accurate with your use of language. You've got to use precise words, you've got to use grammar that explains what's going on. And what this does is when you're there describing that picture, it gives your tutor some very good raw material to react to in terms of correcting your languages, right? So if you're talking about, uh, let's say that you imagine that you are talking about a man walking down the street with his dog and you say, there is a man, uh, he walks down the street with his dog. Maybe that's all that you know how to say. Your tutor can say, well, okay, it might be more natural to say there's a man walking his dog down the street, for example. So it gives your tutor very, a very easy and direct way to correct you. And uh, I did this for a while with a Cantonese tutor where we were describing pictures. And uh, that really gave me a massive wake-up call because I couldn't do it. And so I learned a lot very quickly there. We'd do that for like 15 minutes in every lesson. The second thing you can do is uh, tell anecdotes to your tutor. So basically you will, you will tell him or her something that, you, that happened to you the other day, something that you did at the weekend, whatever. And then the tutor can correct you. And then what you do is you go and tell that same anecdote again, right immediately afterwards. And you can actually tell that anecdote two or three times. And what this does is it gives you an opportunity to learn from what you've just said, learn the corrections, and then implement them right away. In regular conversations, you can't, you can't do that. You can't just say the same thing three times, right? But with a tutor, you can. So you can tell the anecdote, get some corrections, and then say to your tutor, do you mind if I tell you that again? Or can we do that one more time? And they'll, they might think you're being a bit weird at first, but as soon as they understand what you're trying to do, then they'll say, yeah, sure. That's really handy. The third thing you can do is uh, what are called transformation drills. And transformation drills are where you, you're maybe practicing a, a grammar pattern of some kind, and you, uh, you, you kind of switch out one word and, uh, and then have to, have to sort of create the sentence again with a, new, uh, with a new piece of information. So that wasn't very clear explanation, so let me give you an example. Uh, so let's imagine that we have a grammar point, which is in English, uh, something is becoming popular. Uh, let's say the new film is becoming popular. Okay, that's the grammar point, so you, you might not be familiar with that grammar point. So let's say that you're, you're practicing that, and you say the new film is becoming popular. And then your teacher might give you a new word, like for example, uh, uh, TV show. And then you have to say, the new TV show is becoming popular. Uh, zoo. The new zoo is becoming popular. And then you could start to change the adjective. So the new film is becoming uh, popular. And then, then your tutor could say um, notorious. The new film is becoming notorious, um, well known, 
the new film is becoming well known. So in each case, they're giving you a prompt of some kind and you have to recreate the sentence using, using the new piece of information that, that they've given you. And again, the reason that this is effective is because it really pushes you. You've got to be very accurate. And this is the issue often with, uh, with tutors that you know well, it's like they start to permit mistakes and slip-ups. You know, they'll stop correcting you because they'll think, oh, what's the point? Or I understood that, so I won't correct. With activities like this, with the transformation drills, with describing the photos, you really have to be accurate. And it gives your tutor a really convenient way to, to correct you. Uh, another thing you can do is, uh, is hypothetical situation and this is one of my favorite things to do so let me show you how this could work so imagine that you're in your office late at night everybody's gone home and you've got an important conference call coming up with someone on the other side of the world in 15 minutes so before it before it starts you go to the bathroom and so you have to walk outside the office into the corridor and you go to the bathroom and you come back uh, and, but you need your pass to get back into the office and you realize you've left your pass in the office so you can't get back in. Big problem. So you go down to the uh, security guard on the ground floor and you say, uh, excuse me, uh, I, I, I'm Jill from the office upstairs, um, but I've forgotten my security pass, can you let me in? And you'd expect the security guard to let you in, but lo and behold, it's a new security guard, it's his first day, he's never seen you before and you have to convince him that you work here and he should let you into the office. Go. Right? And then you have to do that in the target language, right then and there, basically role play the situation. And the, way, the reason this is so effective is that you are being put in, situation, in real life situations that you probably haven't been in before, which forces you to, to basically use language for new, for new purposes, right? So you're no longer just having a nice chat about what you did at the weekend with your tutor. You're now in a situation where you've got to convince a security guard to let you through the, to let you into the office, like now, because you've got a conference call coming up. And you can ask your tutor to kind of dream up any scenario you want, and then put you in these hypothetical situations. And then you kind of, you have to, to role play the uh, what what you have to role play the situation. This is a brilliant way to do speaking practice in in kind of new and slightly challenging situations. So those are four ideas. There is one other way, but I can't remember off the top of my head what it is right now. So I have to leave that for another another day. But um, these are four ways that you can use that you can just basically get more out of your tutor, break the deadlock of diminishing returns of uh, the kind of hamster wheel idea and uh, and start to make more out of your out of your speaking sessions again not all tutors will play along with this some people just won't get it but uh, if you're if you've got a, a speaking partner who's 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 sharp enough then they should cotton on quite quickly to what it is that you want them to do and uh, you can end up having some very interesting challenging new speaking practice very quickly so yeah, just some ideas for you. Hope that's helpful. Give that stuff a go. Let me know. Uh, let me know how it, know how it goes. You can shoot me a message on Instagram at I will teach you a language. Or you can drop me an email if you're not a fan of Instagram. 
I'm not really a fan of Instagram, but I use it all the time because I, I guess I'm addicted. Uh, but anyway, that's it for now. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast. You know, on this podcast, we spend a lot of time talking about quite advanced concepts and ideas in language learning. But I also have a series of courses which are for beginners, because actually, more often than not, people come to me and say, look, Ollie, I just want to learn this new language as a complete beginner. I want to learn Spanish or learn Japanese or learn French. You know, what do you have for me? And this is why over the last few years or so, I've been developing out this series of courses, which you know, I, everyone claims their method is the best, right? So all I'm going to say about these courses is that I've created these courses the way that I would like to learn a new language myself if I were starting out from the beginning. So, you know, it's it's my thing, it's my it's what I recommend. That's as much as I can say about them. The special thing about these courses, the unique thing is that you learn through story. So, you know, I don't go in for any of these kind of technology gimmicks and apps and flashing lights and funny noises and things like that. I teach you through story. So right from day one, I get you reading a story in the language. You're reading, you're listening, right from the beginning, even when you don't understand very much. And then I come in and teach you through these video lessons. I help you uncover the language from the pages of the story, which is why these these courses are called Uncovered Courses. Spanish Uncovered, Japanese Uncovered, Italian Uncovered. It really is a way to learn the language to a very deep level. You won't get the same instant gratification that you get from Duolingo, but what you will get is a solid foundation and thorough education in the language that is going to give you all the groundwork you need to go on to become fluent in the language. If you'd like to find out more about these, simply head over to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and look for the courses option in the menu bar. That's IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and click on courses in the menu bar. That will show you all the different uh, beginner courses that we have. Uh, in all the various different languages. Once again, that is IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and click on Courses in the menu bar.